Hey there, this is Larry, and I'm here with Armin. You're about to listen to a great episode. But before you do, we want to let you know that we're now podcasting over at the Bold Idea Podcast. That's right, and we're not adding any new episodes to Reinventure Me, but we think you're really going to like what we're doing on the Bold Idea Podcast. We're interviewing some great guests and packing ideas and inspiration to help you put your faith to work to bring your idea to life. So when you're done with this episode, go check it out at boldideapodcast.com. Episode number 41 of the Reinvention Me Podcast. A lot of people will tell you how to live a life you love, but we're going to interview one person who can show you how to love the life you live. Amanda Carroll joins us today on this episode of Reinventure Me. Find your next great beginning. Welcome to the Reinventure Me podcast with your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. Well, welcome to episode 41 of the Reinventure Me podcast. I'm your co host, Larry Gates, and I'm here with Armin Asadi, a weakened Armin Asadi. Yes. This is the quarantined <laughs> Ebola clinic uh, of the episode here. He walks in with all kinds of germs. Not joke about that, Larry. The CDC will be at my door. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be at my door. That's true. Because <laughs> you're probably still going to be here. That's true. I will be. <laughs> but Armin could not be taken away from this. He he called me this morning. He said, I'm feeling miserable. I said, well, you know, you don't have to do this episode in this interview of this terrific woman that we have on the program and he says no i'm gonna be there yeah i'm not missing amanda <laughs> not gonna miss amanda so uh we are really looking forward to hearing from our guest today we have a, a wonderful lady on the program um and you're gonna get a kick out of this amanda carroll she is a professional broadcaster so both both armin and i are just uh, <laughs> feeling a little bit the nervous here. Yeah, kicked oh, in. oh yeah we're just total noobs here and she's and uh, judging we're in, our audio right now yeah she's already got us all <laughs> scoped out well we're trying to figure out what we're doing amanda carroll certainly knows what she's doing she was a former news anchor for wjbc in bloomington illinois and then went off to christian radio in houston one of the largest shows in the houston market i think and uh and then went off to the co-host the morning show in Washington, D.C., was discovered and became one of the midday show hosts at K-Love Radio. And now she hosts her own syndicated show, The Amanda Carroll Show. It's on the air in over 70 cities in the United States and Canada. Wow. And this woman has a real heart, really for the single moms, because she yeah. is one herself. Yeah. And boy, I tell you, we did some work in our church really ministering to single moms, and my heart goes out to them because of the life they they live, yeah. the challenges they have. And we're going to hear a little bit about that. If you are a single mom or if you know a single mom, they need to listen to this episode. But if you're not a single mom, and even if you don't know a single mom, you need to listen to this episode because Amanda is going to talk about how to love the life you live so join me in welcoming Amanda to the show. Amanda, thank you for joining us and being a part of this. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be a part of a podcast and see how this all works. What do you and, mean a part um, of a podcast? You're your honored. own podcast. Thanks for all the nice things you said about me. I don't know. I hope I can live up to it all. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure that's not a problem. But um, you, you, you do have your own podcast. I saw some of your episodes on your blog. 
I do, but yours sounds a much cooler than mine and more official. <laughs> I, I'm learning a lot. I wow. need to episode numbers. I need to add that. I need to expand this. Oh, all right. <laughs> That's, That's a right. huge compliment. You're teaching me. All wow. right. Well, let's just uh, close out the show. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. I, I think, you know, where, where are we going to go from that? That's just, that's just terrific. Well, Amanda, tell us a little bit about yourself. You're uh, a, a blogger, a single mom. You're a radio broadcaster. you got this national syndicated show that's hitting the markets everywhere. I'm tired. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't look um, tired. I'll tell you that much. You know, I'm just, I'm thrilled to be able to be at the place that I'm in. I've worked really hard and God has given me not very many gifts, but the one gift he did give me is the ability to talk hmm. and to encourage other people. And I can't really cook very well. I don't know how to sew. <laughs> I get on Pinterest and I get completely overwhelmed and I feel like I'm not very good at being a woman, but I can talk and I, right. I love to write and I just have a heart for um, women, especially single moms, and just saying, hey, there's a way that you can choose to be happy. Mm. That this, you don't have to just survive through all of the circumstances that happen to your life. You can make a decision every single day to say, all right, what's good about today? And I'm just done with surviving day to day. I want to thrive. I want to rock this. Yeah. Wow. So, That's... and you know, the other thing about me that people probably don't know very much that I'm a CrossFit competitor. <laughs> so, Saw that on your website. Competitor, huh? Part of that is, you know, I have this kind of, I'm, I'm not a crafty mom. But I'm a weightlifting mom. <laughs> and um, don't mess with you. Yeah, <laughs> you may not know I can deadlift three hundred twenty-four pounds. Oh my goodness! Wow! And that seems to be. <laughs> <laughs> I just lost my that's man like card. That weird trait that I share I with that's, people. I think sometimes. that's both of us. <laughs> yeah, just leave our man card on this show. And <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of that's what drives me. I love. I love to be athletic and I love to encourage people. Wish I could cook and sew, but that's not part of my <laughs> That's life. not that's not part of the DNA. Well, that's that's <laughs> great. Well, Amanda, on every show we like to feature something that can inspire us. Uh, we have an inspire me segment. We like to share a quote. And uh, you have one, I think, that we talked about before the show that's inspired you. Can you tell us about it? <laughs> I saw this on my mother-in-law's refrigerator back when I was young, and it's gone with me everywhere I go. It's um, by Maya Angelou, life is pure adventure, and the sooner you realize that, you're able to treat life as art. Mm. Mm. And I think that is how I choose to love the life I live, even though it wasn't the life I planned yeah. or expected, because it's just, oh, okay, wasn't expecting that single mom adventure. That was not in my Excel spreadsheet for life. Yeah, so, so, so talk about that what? for some of our listeners that might not be familiar with your story. When did it go upside yeah. down for you and start becoming a life you didn't expect? It was instantaneous. Mm. Wow. When it happened four years ago on August 1st, I'll never forget the date. My former husband, um, we'd been married for 12 years. He came home from a business trip and he'd been gone for 10 days overseas, came home one night, the kids were all in bed and he says... I'm leaving you. Hmm. Just like that. Said, wow. You're kidding me. And you think about all the things that you would say in that shocking moment. Mm -hmm. You know how you've done that like after the fact, like, oh man, I should have said that. That would have been a much better thing to say. <laughs> and I turn around and I said, well, we're out of milk. 
<laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh. No, it is funny. I mean, I don't, but it, in a way, oh, it you're was, in shock. I was instant survival mode because yeah. he decided oh, no. he was going to leave. And I knew the next morning I was alone in a house with a four-year-old, a 20-month-old, and an eight-week-old baby. Oh, oh man. wow. And we'd go through like four gallons of milk a week. Holy And God. I knew that we had used the last bit because I was, my plan was when he came home that night is a run out to the grocery store. So I didn't have to take all the kids with me, but he wasn't staying home. Oh, wow. And, you know, there were some discussions after that. And, and I'll never forget, I, he left to go get the gallon of milk. Mm. And I went upstairs. I called my neighbor. It was one of my best friends. And she came over. I said, he's leaving me. She said, you're kidding me. I had no warning. Uh, I just had, I just suspected nothing. I was just in mom mode, raising babies mode. Yeah. And I had just gone back to work two weeks from my maternity leave of having my third child, Zoe Grace. And so she met him at the door. She sent me to bed and she met him at the door and took that gallon of milk and said, hey, you don't make this hard on her, just go. And he left she put the milk in the fridge, came up to comfort me, and he never came back. Wow. So I'm, he has a relationship now with my children, um, but it was sudden. And I curled up in a ball for a while, I admit, and oh, it was really hard. Yeah. But then we figured out a way, and I decided, you know, it's time. My life had really been about following his career. Wow. All the different career moves I had were very serendipitous because it was as his career moved on, I found a radio show in that town. Mm-hmm. And instead I said, you know, it's time to write my own story. Wow. I had been a part of his and it's time to write my own. And what do I want for my children? And we began praying and my friends were helping me put the pieces back together. And we just selected a date on the calendar, which was August 1st, a year to the day after he left. It's like, all right, we're going we're gonna to have a decision by this point. We're going to know what my next step is in my story because I can't just survive day to day and not have a goal of where I'm going. Mm-hmm. This isn't going to work. So in the process of you know raising my daughter for the first year of her life, my third child, I was figuring out really the first year of my new life yeah. alongside her. Wow. And... I called everyone I knew and I had this good friend that worked at this little radio network called Kayla Radio. I'm not sure if <laughs> yeah, you've heard of it. Just a little, little Pretty network. major. Um, over 400 stations all across the country with about 15 million listeners wow. every week. And, and they said, well, why don't you come here? We have a position for you here. Wow. And I thought they were joking. <laughs> I bet. I thought they were joking. And so I called up this moving van. And um, before I even got the offer, I said, I'm going to move. And I'm not sure. They said, well, where, what's the address and what's the zip code of where you're moving to? I don't really know yet, but I know August 1st, we're going to move. And (laughs) I got this phone call from Kayla that said, all right, it's official. We're going to hire you. Wow. And I called up that moving van and I said, all right, we're going to California. (laughs) They didn't (laughs) think I was crazy anymore. And the best part was, this is how God answers prayer, is... I got a call from the administrative staff there about booking my travel for coming out to move there. And she goes, all right, well, we got this. And I I went ahead, I booked it a little bit earlier because I knew you wanted to get out here before the kids so they could start school. 
can you get here on August 1st? That's the day that we have. Amazing. And I thought, no way. And that was the day that I set out this vision for my life that I was going to be renewed August 1st. We were going to have a new plan. And God said, all right, I see you. Let's do that. And it was an amazing thing. It was really, really hard. I don't mean to gloss over all. There were a lot of bad, bad days. But when you go through something like that, you just choose to embrace the good days and try to forget the bad ones as as much as possible. And pretty soon there are more good days than bad. (laughs) That's really neat that you set a date there. I I, I saw on your blog post, you refer to August 1st as redemption day. Yeah. I don't know how you chose that word, but it's an interesting word because it, it has behind it the meaning to redeem something is to release it from captivity. And, and, and the idea of, of you being a slave perhaps to your circumstances mm-hmm. to realize there's freedom from that. Yes. And it's about the butterfly. I collect butterflies oh. and I love the meaning of butterflies, butterfly jewelry, everything, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I have the meaning of it to me is being released from captivity. Mm-hmm. You, it's a little saying that some people th- um, throw around a lot that, just when the caterpillar thought life was over, she became a butterfly. Mm -hmm. Mm. And I feel like that's where I was because even at that time I was postpartum. I weighed over 200 pounds. (laughs) I was really out of shape. I had three children in four and a half years and I was a mess. Mm. And I kind of crawled into this little cocoon in life to heal. I always wonder if the caterpillar actually, does they know once they go into that cocoon that it's going to come out and be this beautiful butterfly? Does it know it's going to be that when they crawl into that cocoon? Because I didn't know what was going to happen, but I wanted it to. So I crawled in and I found a way to scratch, get out of it step by step. And that's the thing about the butterflies. They have to get out of it themselves because if you help a butterfly get out of that cocoon, when you see it, then they can't fly. It's the struggle that gives them the ability to fly. Wow. And I feel like that is the redemption. It's the struggle that I went through that has been that has given me the strength and the ability to do what I can do now. And it's redemption on the other side for that little yeah. caterpillar that thought life was over. Yeah. Now, some of our listeners might be in that cocoon right now where they're feeling like they're not sure uh, when it's going to be over or even if it's going to be over. What are some of the truths that you clung to during that time to help you get through it? Um went to a great therapist and she had this wonderful saying and she would say, you know, six months from now, your life is going to be completely different. Mm. And she kept saying that and it's, it helped me focus on the future Mm -hmm. instead of focusing on the right now or the past or the past. Very good point. And so I, I was able to think about that and, and I read this book, man's search for meaning. It's kind of a hard book. It's about the concentration camps. And there's a quote in this book that says, he who has a why can bear any how. Hmm. And so the, what I was going through at the time, you know, whether it's for me, it was my marriage ending and becoming a single mom with three children under four. And, you know, for others, it might be a job ending. It might be a financial loss. You know, it might be death of your dream or your business. Hmm. I think you go through those things, but you've, Find your why. Okay, why do I want to continue looking forward to that future that I have? What is your why? She kept encouraging me to find my why. My why was for my children. Mm -hmm. 
or Emily, Andy, and Zoe, I looked at them every single day. I call them my sunshines Mm -hmm. because they make me happy when skies are gray Mm -hmm. and skies are really gray. But I looked at them and they still laughed every single day (laughs) and they still needed somebody to get up and make them pancakes in the morning. And so my why to get up every single day was for them. And then my why to create a career and to provide for them was because I wanted them to love their lives. I didn't want them to learn that life was always a struggle. I wanted them to know that yeah, the thief might come to steal and kill and destroy, it says in the scriptures, but Jesus came to give you life to the full until it overflows. Mm-hmm. And I choose to focus on that one. Mm-hmm. It's just, I think, choosing to focus on the future as much as possible of what you want instead of focusing on how bad it is and how bad it is what that person did to you. How do you do that? I mean, it's it's like you're, you, you went into this attack mode. You went into the offensive. You know, that's what it sounds like to me. Survival mode. Yeah, well, it sounds like it was a different type of survival. It was rather than life coming at you, you started going yeah, at you, life. Right. You yeah. weren't just trying to get through it. You yeah. were actually trying to take steps. Yeah, it's like you took out a sword and started making your own way kind of thing, you know. <laughs> but I've been in moments where I feel like I'm defeated and it's hard to get out of that defeated mentality to even be able to go on to the offensive. What what helped you actually be able to go on the offensive the way that you did? Well, I learned to completely eliminate negative things out of my life and only listen to and focus on positive things. I spent a lot of time talking to God. Yeah. <laughs> like I get up early. I I I listen to preachers encouragement. I read books that will give me strength and I pray every single day Hmm. for God to give me his strength. I think that's the thing. That's where you get stuck in that place is because you think that you have to find the strength on your own. Hmm. When the truth is, is that God gives you the strength. You just have to choose to accept it. He's the one that makes you brave. He's the one that gives you courage. And if you're able to focus on, you're not alone. And the fact you kind of have this superpower say it, that's giving you strength. You've got this superpower and you can, it's kind of like having Peyton Manning on your football team. Sorry, I'm a Midwestern girl. <laughs> I still me. think he plays for the Colts. <laughs> I know. So it, it's like having Peyton Manning on your football team and deciding to keep him on the bench. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. And just, and just, instead, I decided to put him in the game. And I'm like, all right, this is yours. This is yours. You're going to have to help me get through this. I just, I'm a woman with a strong faith mm. and I, I can't take any credit really for the redemption that he's brought into my life. The only credit I can take is that I was willing, mm. that I was just willing to let him be in control. Every single day I asked it and I had my dark times for sure. Every single morning, I still have my moments. Like, why do I have to do this all by myself? But I just keep focusing back on all the positive things. I turn off other radio stations. I listen to Christian music. I turn off dating reality shows. (laughs) (laughs) I just focus on things that I know will encourage me and lift me up. Yeah, that was what I was going to ask you about. You, You made a very important comment there about getting rid of the negative things in your life and focusing on the positive. You mentioned a few of those negative things, I'm guessing, which were the 
reality shows and other kinds of things like that. But what are some of the hardest negative things that you've had to try to expunge, to pull yourself away from and say, you know, I got to get rid of that because it's really just toxic to me. <laughs> people. <laughs> toxic wow, people. Yeah. yeah. You know, there, when you go through specifically, um, a separation in your relationship in a marriage or a relationship, I learned that you surround yourself that people that will support you and not tear down what's happened. Mm -hmm. And I'm not knocking, you know, friendships and relationships, but they're, you have to surround yourself with people that you know are going to give you the truth, Mm -hmm. the truth about your life and God's truth, because there are a lot of people that can give you all kinds of wisdom from their experience, but you know what? It may not be the correct kind of wisdom right. that you need to hear. Like, I know what you should do. You should go over and you should key his car and let's just make life really bad for him. Like, that's not a good decision. And that's not a good thing to have around your life, you know, because at that point, uh, you might say yes, because you're pretty upset and you don't want to do that, you know, right. <laughs> to surround yourself. I think to to be able to say, you know what, this is not a time in my life for your influence. Mm-hmm. And to find the proper mentor to speak into your life and the Boy, proper people that have been there, done that. that. You know, that is so true. I had this conversation with my son just the other day because he was trying to get some advice about something. I'm like, well, what are you hearing? And then he tells me about all the people that he's talking to. And I said, you know, son, regardless of whether you're facing just a question of what decision you need to make in your life or you're trying to wrestle through something really deep. You need to choose your mentors wisely, those who will speak into you, because you ask 10 people, you'll get 15 different opinions. And yeah. and you need to say, what is the Lord telling me? And then what are a few trusted people telling me? Because if you try who to... you know are also talking to the Lord. That's right. That's yeah. exactly right. Uh, because there are toxic people, Amanda. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. there are people who want to take advantage of uh, difficult situations, to press a point or an agenda they have without much regard for... Uh, the individual, or um, or they themselves are dealing with their own wounds, mm-hmm. and uh, and end up speaking in a way that isn't isn't real helpful. Uh, so being able be to careful. discern that is really that's a really critical thing. What else have you What else have you picked up for those who might be struggling with this very thing right now? Uh, whether it's uh, whether they're a single mom or maybe they're just somebody who's just feeling like I'm stuck with my life. I don't like it. I don't. I certainly don't love it. I mean, your, your, your promise is to love the life you live. So how do you get from, I hate it, to I'm starting to like it, to I actually love it? How do you get to that point of embrace? Um, when you stop comparing yourself to everybody else. Mm-hmm. I had a great friend that said to me, you know, and I admit this was a moment where I was crying on the phone to her going, what was me? And <laughs> she said, <laughs> one of those trusted people. And she said, you know, Amanda, the picture perfect life is attainable is just the contents of everyone's picture is different. And so for me, it was one of the hard times is when I see everybody's Christmas card come in the mail Mm -hmm. and it's the perfect family photo, right? Right. And they're, you know, holding hands, walking through the leaves (laughs) and everybody's smiling. And they fight over the dinner table. (laughs) That's the part you don't see. And I felt like my family picture was now missing something and everybody was judging me. Mm. But I don't think that was the truth. That was my perception of what people thought. But, you know, the picture perfect life is attainable. It's just the contents of everyone's picture is different. My contents of my family photo is myself and three children that are now eight, six, and four. 
I just had it taken last weekend and I'm excited to celebrate it. And I'm not embarrassed about it in any way, shape or form. I am proud of where we are as a family and we're not incomplete. I think it's realizing that just because there's something that is not right in your life or you feel like there's some kind of limitation or there's something that you're missing doesn't make you wrong. You can choose that it's a so-called limitation because limitations are only limiting if you allow them to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't allow the fact that, that I'm a single mom with three kids to be limiting. I've chosen to say, all right, what are the good things about this? I think that's a great exercise. If you're like, okay, I'm in this situation. What are you talking about? There's no way I can love the life I live right now. Mm-hmm. My finances are horrible. What are you talking about? You know, right. <laughs> or I, my husband just left. How is this possible? Well, you take account of your life. You're like, okay, for me, I'm a single mom with three kids. How do I love this when really I'm not real happy with this and this was not the way I planned? You look at the good things. Like I've decided I love the fact that I get the whole master closet. Okay? It's just little things. My wife gets that anyway. (laughs) I have all my boots on display, you know? Yeah. That's it's just, true. it starts with finding that little thing about sure. your life that you love. Yeah. And then it grows. And then I love the fact that, wow, I get to be a mom. Yeah. Yes, I don't have someone to help me become, be a parent, but not everyone has that privilege. And I'm not going to live going, oh, isn't this horrible when other people would love to have children as well. And I'm not going to, I'm going to value that. Yeah, mm. that's good. Or you look in your life, as soon as you focus your life on the things that you do have that are great, you forget about the things that you don't have that you wish you had. Oh, mm. gratitude is so important there. Yeah, yeah, like I, you know, I really am tired of my minivan, uh-huh. you know, but <laughs> it's paid off <laughs> yeah. and I don't have a car payment, so I'm appreciative of yeah. that. That's what you focus on. So you just, it's a paradigm shift. You yeah. you find the things that you love. Yeah, yeah. and you, you said an important little word there, I think. I get to be a mom, not I got to be a mom, not an obligation. It's a privilege and, a, and an opportunity and a, and a reward in and of itself. Even as hard as it is, mm-hmm. it's still a reward. I get to be a mom and, and you know, I, I get to choose what's for dinner every night. <laughs> if I'm tired, they're pancakes <laughs> and there's no one else to say, hey, really? Right on. Um, there's a lot of things that you get to do in life. You get to redefine yourself. Yeah. You get to overcome a limitation. You get to claw and scratch your way out of a cocoon so you can come out as this beautiful new creation. You get to learn in this process. And if you if you celebrate the learning, you're like, "All right, this is a new thing. This is a new adventure." That going back to that Maya Angelou quote, I love it. Mm-hmm. Cuz if you see, sometimes you expect calamity around every corner. There are certain people that are like, all right, where's my next calamity? And every time you talk to them on the phone, they're telling you, how's your day? Well, let me tell you what was chaotic and horrible about my day. Instead, you focus on life as an adventure. And what you thought was a calamity <laughs> turns out, oh, okay, so I get to move to California now. All right, this is cool. We're going to explore some things. You yeah, know? right. You decide it's an adventure and life is pure adventure. And the sooner you realize that you're able to create life as art. And I've decided to make my life not black and white or use a lot of dull colors. We're using some bright colors and we're splashing the paint 
in bold, thick ways on that canvas because you only get one trip around the block in life. And there's some stuff that's going to happen to you around that block. And you can either get stuck on a corner, you can keep going and make your trip around the block count. Mm-hmm. And your mess in life turns out to be your message. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I'm convinced that loving the life you live is all about just the way you're thinking. Mm. Instead of thinking it's a calamity, you think about it as an opportunity for a new adventure. Yeah. Well, you picked a great quote there because I like that treating life as art. That itself says it invites expression. When you treat something as art, it's like, Play with this. Do something with it. Make something of it. And and when you start seeing yourself, your own life, as a work of art, you go, well, okay, I can sit here in a ball or I can make something of this. I like Yes, your- one of the things, um, that's interesting. I really appreciate how you're able to just make me so concise. You're excellent at that. <laughs> Way to go, <laughs> Ding. I have this thing with my single moms online that I encourage them. We have hashtag OMO days. Everything's got a hashtag now. <laughs> and an OMO day is an on my own day. Oh. And because for a single parent, one of the really difficult things can be is visitation. What do you do when you don't have Thanksgiving with your kids? Mm. What do you do when you have to share holidays? What do you do every other weekend? Yeah. When, when there's visitation and you can either decide, oh, this is awful, curl up in a ball and just beg and scream and cry and wait for them to come home. Or... You can have an OMO day, which means, hey, I get a free day. I can do something, not pay for a babysitter. So I'm going to go get a manicure, pedicure. That's the first thing I do. <laughs> or, you know, you you do something for yourself and you you label it. You hashtag OMO it. So, you know, maybe it's something in your life that you really don't want to have to go through. You're like, okay, well, maybe this is an OMO opportunity. Yeah, that's great. Love it. Love it. Now, you you have a ministry now to single moms. Uh, you're writing a book. You're out speaking a lot. Um, as we wind down the show here, what's the one thing that you would want to be sure every single mom knows about their life? That you can do it. Mm-hmm. That it's possible. Mm-hmm. And that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. I think that's the most important thing is you're not lacking. You're not missing something. You are complete on your own. And for me, I'm a, I'm a Jesus girl and I was a broken down Jesus girl for a long time. And I decided he is the first love of my life. He's the main love of my life. And we're going to be fine just in this space. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, don't try to fix your situation as a single mom as soon as you possibly can with a relationship in your life. Because let me tell you, that's only going to cause some more problems. (laughs) Be who you are on your own. Find your own vision. Write your own story for your life and your children. Mm -hmm. Come up with what you want and celebrate it. And understand that you can do it instead of thinking that this is a death sentence or just a period of time that you have to survive through before you find somebody else to marry to provide. I went through this about a year ago. I was renting this home. It was a great house. And I had a friend that says, why, why don't you buy a house? Like you're paying as much in rent as you could pay on mortgage. I was like, well, I'll just buy a house like when I get married again. And she looked at me. She goes, that is not you. Mm-hmm. She goes, why, wh- why would you put your life on hold and, and keep something from you and your children for that? Like, why wouldn't you just do it now on your own? And I thought, never thought about it that way. You're right. I could do this on my own. 
Mm-hmm. We hatched a plan and we did it. And you hashtagged OMO day. Hashtag OMO buy your own house. Yeah. <laughs> Mama bought a house. And it was, that was one of my most victorious things as a single mom mm. celebrating that. Oh, that's awesome. And the scariest. That's awesome. <laughs> There's two things I just find so uh, just, I don't want to say fascinating, but I just, it's just two things I really love about you is that most speakers that you hear from like the single mom background or anything like that, uh, you always hear about how to get past the struggle or how to get past the downs. And I think what's different about you is it's about embracing it, not getting past it because it makes you. And that to me is one of the most inspiring things I've ever heard. I, I'm not a single mom, obviously, because I'm not a woman, but even just me hearing that it, it inspires me so much. And then the other thing about it is that when asking you how how did you embrace it to get past it it just if i had to narrow it down to two words it, i would say it was sweet surrender mm. the way that you just surrender to god and it's just i i love listening to you i could listen to you talk all day this is amazing <laughs> to me thank you <laughs> i could too really and unfortunately good. we're coming close to the end of our show but we always want to give a takeaway so amanda challenge our listeners how would you do that okay My challenge for you is to make a vision for your life, Mm. to stop living life so safe. I mean, you can dig and I've dug and I can't find anywhere in the Bible where it says thou shalt be really safe and be cautious. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I do know over and over again, it says, for I have commanded you to be strong and courageous Mm -hmm. for the Lord, your God goes with you wherever you go. And so whatever it is in your life, they're like, man, I'd really like that, but I'm scared to go get that. Go get it. Write it down. Mm. Because that command comes with help. Mm. To be strong and courageous for the Lord your God goes with you wherever you go. Mm. So put him in the game. Write that vision for your life, what you really want, and say, okay, God, this is what I want. Uh, I can't do this on my own. I'm going to need your help. But so write down that vision and then come up with your first step. What's your first step? For me, my first step, I was like, all right, I'm going to write down this vision. I want this great career. I'm going to have to move. My first step, I'm calling the moving company and I'm going to tell them I'm going to move. Mm. On this date, I just don't know where I'm going to move to. (laughs) (laughs) So make the first phone call. And that's really a step of trust and faith and in and of itself. Just you know, that's what Peter had to yeah. do. You know, walk on water. You just gotta gotta get out of the get boat. one leg out of the boat. That's all I'm asking. Just take one step, and pretty soon, here's the secret: when you take one step out of the boat, you take one step towards that vision that you really want for your life, and you don't sink. You build up a history of relying on God. Mm. You build up a history of not failing, and so all of a sudden, you have all these brave moments. You take one step, you put one leg over the boat, <laughs> like Peter did. <laughs> then you put the other leg over the boat. Next thing you know, you're walking on water. Yeah. It's one step at a time, building up a history of relying on God and building up a history of being courageous. Oh. Next thing you know, that vision has come to pass. That's great. That's great. Well, that's a terrific challenge, Amanda. And I, unfortunately, we are out of time. We could probably talk all day oh, here. Man. Sorry. I, 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 no, no <laughs> this was terrific. <laughs> this is beautiful. And yeah. we just want to thank you again for appearing on reinventure.me. This is, this is so good. I, th- I think we're probably going to have to find a way to get you on a future episode as well. Uh, for those of you who, who are going to take Amanda's challenge, I really hope you do. 
you might find some encouragement back in episode 14. We talked about how to cultivate your personal vision. So some ideas there about how to get going on the very thing that Amanda's talking about, the very thing that you heard that she did in her own life. Well, you will want to also connect with Amanda. You can find her blog at Amanda Carroll, that's C-A-R-R-O-L-L dot org. And I went to .com, Amanda, and found that there's a makeup artist, I think, with your same name. Is that right? Yes. I don't think this is the same lady, you know. But uh, no, be sure you go amandacarroll.org. And you'll also find a link there to the Amanda Carroll Show where you can find her syndicated radio program on a, on a radio station near you. And she told us that she's going to have a new ebook available on Monday. Is it the 3rd of November? Yes, Monday the 3rd. Uh, it should be out maybe a little bit early if you check. All right, um, and it's called 30, 30 Days, days of, thankful of Thankful Prayer. Yeah, great. I'm looking forward I, to receiving that. Yeah, it's just something to get you through because if you focus on what you're thankful for, you forget about the things that you're not happy about in your life. Right on. Well, Amanda, we are out of time and just so thankful that you're a part of this program. And if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to send this to your single mom friends and also to those who just are feeling like they do need to get out of their cocoon. They do need to see the hope that they can have. They do need to see that the very thing that's happening to them can drive them forward into a way in which they can begin to see their life as art. And if you do, please pass this show along. You'll find our show notes at reinventure.me slash 41. That's because we're in episode 41. And we'd love to receive your feedback. So go to the show notes and leave us a comment or leave us a review on iTunes by going to reinventure.me slash iTunes or on Stitcher at reinventure.me slash Stitcher. Well, again, thanks for joining us and being a part of this show. Amanda, good to see you. Armin. It is time to say goodbye. This is Larry Gates and Armina Sadi and Amanda Carroll saying so long. You've been listening to the Reinventure Me podcast with your hosts, Larry Gates and Armina Sadi. <laughs>